Just before we start the podcast, we would like to invite you to get a copy of our new book called Living From Your Art. You can find it on any Amazon platform. You will see it's a very bright colored orange and yellow uh, book cover and it was made for you artists because you help us live in a better world. We want to help you get more work. So thank you so much and let's start this podcast. Hello everyone, we are live. Boom! Oh, music, okay, music. We have a new jingle. Boom. Hello everyone, so happy to have you back for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. I'm Caroline. I'm doing this podcast Let's see how it goes. <laughs> hey, so yes, today I have the honor to connect with the UK. So that's why it's in the afternoon with the wonderful Chelsea. So yeah, we will go in this interview really soon. But I just want to let you know that we have a lot of activity. As the jingle said, we have a book going out. And uh, yeah, we have the, the Patreon. So we create a lot of stuff for puppeteers, for artists, to help artists, like in general, to live from their art and to put the spotlight on art because artists change the world. So, yeah. So now that's the time drum roll for the wonderful Chelsea Lee. Hello. <laughs> I think I, I, I missed the, the, the photo. I didn't change the name on this one, but... I know it's okay. It's it's just because my middle name's Jenna, so everyone always says Chelsea Jenna, but actually my name is Chelsea Lee. So either is fine, really. <laughs> Perfect. I'm so happy you accept the invitation to be part of the Puppet Podcast. So Chelsea, the first thing I ask every puppeteer, I could do a big intro of you with the violin, but I want you to present yourself to the community who are watching right now. Well, it's really funny, actually, because I've been following you guys for ages. So when you messaged me about coming on the podcast, I thought, oh, my God, that's so cool. Um, but yeah, so I'm Chelsea. I'm a um, puppeteer and puppet maker, and I'm based in the UK. That's my dog um, who's vouching for me. <laughs> She's just you, you want to be in the show. He wants to be in the show, yeah. He's barking at the dog. Um, but yeah, and I... Uh, I'm from the Northwest originally, um, but at the moment I'm based in Brighton. That's so cool. So yeah, I saw your bio, you come from like theater, physicality, all of that is part of your work. I want to know the deep question, why do you cherish puppetry? I think so before I went to drama school I was really juggling whether or not I wanted to go down like fine art so I've always been a maker even from a very young age you know arts and crafts and all that um and I also love performing and I, I really wanted to do both and I couldn't decide uh and it decided to go down the performing route and then when I found puppetry it it sort of married the two together you know I realized that I could puppet make I could puppeteer Um, and all of the costume and set and everything that's involved in it. Um, so that's the main reason why I absolutely love puppetry. And just because it's a really versatile form. I mean, you can use it anywhere. You can use it in any way. 
yeah, I, I just love it. I think it, it opens up the stage to so many different, you know, dimensions um, than regular acting, really. That's wonderful. I, I love that aspect. And that's true. The fact that you, you have the set, the building aspect, and also the interpretation of the character is so yeah. key. And I want some anecdote, Chelsea, about your, your past, maybe like the moment where you just discover like, yeah, I want to do that. Like when your crush for puppetry happened. Well, it's weird. So my very first puppet that I had, I was super young and it's called a gopher. Do you know a gopher puppet? Not really, but it's, so it's maybe like a super old puppet. It's it's basically like Flat Eric. I don't know if you know Flat Eric, but it's this like yellow. It's a lip sync puppet, but obviously me as a toddler did not know what lip sync was or anything like that. Um, so that was like my first. You know, I had this gopher puppet and I loved it. Um, and my grandparents brought me up a lot. Uh, so my granddad would, um, you know, teach me how to tell the time with the puppet. So there's lots of key events in growing up that happened with this puppet. It was really sweet. Um, and I guess I've always watched, um, I've nearly forgot then the name of it, but Fraggle Rock, Jim Henson's Fraggle Rock. Oh, I love that. That was, uh, you know, I, I can still do the little do-do-do of the theme tune um, to it. And dinosaurs that he did as well. I really like watching that. So I guess, I guess that was my first ever introduction to puppetry. Um, but I mean, we all puppeteer even from a young age, don't we? Like you must know with your toddler. Like there's a bunch of three-year-olds that are puppeteers and they don't even realise. Um, I guess we're all puppeteers, really. It's just like understanding like what it actually is an art form, and then you're like, oh my god, I've been doing this all my life, basically. Yeah, I want to hear you actually on your own definition of a puppet because every practitioner has different definitions. So I want to hear yours. I guess my definition is super simple. It's just something that you can bring to life and something that you can tell a story with. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's a long answer, but yeah, story. No, that's it. Literally, like you can, you know, you can pick anything up and make it a puppet. It's, it, yeah, it's not that deep. Like it's just very much just bringing something to life and uh, suspending that disbelief when you watch it. Yeah. And I want to hear you on your background because I always ask the best field of study what yeah. it is to become a puppeteer. Like, what is your opinion on that? There's so many avenues that you can go down now, you know, to become a puppeteer. Um, so I went to East 15 Drama School and I did physical theatre. So we learned all sorts of different things like clown, mime, and we did a module on puppetry. Um, and then I realised that I loved it. Uh, and from that, once I graduated, I created my own theatre company and I just started making shows. Um And then I think one of the most important things of my career that I did was I, you know, would research and go see shows. I would find out, like, who in the UK is best known for puppetry. And then I would email them and let them know that I want to work for them. You know, I have this experience. I need to learn more. And that's really what got my career going was, you know, a bunch of emails to a bunch of amazing artists. And then it's that, you know, that one or 
to companies that say yes and then let you through the door and that was it really so I think determination is key whatever route you can go down but there's amazing like puppetry schools now um like the curious school of puppetry in London I've heard wonderful things about that so yeah I think there's lots of different avenues but I think like not giving up is is the main thing you know to bear in mind if you're going to pursue the career Wow, that's so well said. And in the audience, we have arts and smile and and people who talk to each other. But talent is name right there. And <laughs> for sure, I think you what you said is so key. The fact of sending email to people you admire and say, I want to work with you. Like this is key in, in the career because you learn from others. And that's so intelligent to, that you have done this. Yeah, you just have to ask. I think a lot of people are too scared to ask and then, you know, nothing happens and opportunity isn't going to come to you. Like, you've got to go and find it. So I think that, I, you know, my parents always taught me that if you want something, you have to go get it and chase it down. Um, so, yeah, and that ended up, you know, after years of the hustle, it ended up, you know, paying off. Um, so, yeah. That's so great. And I want to hear you also, Chelsea, on your big purpose like every uh, puppeteer have like something he envision for the future something he want to to achieve or do or create so what is your like biggest purpose in front of you um I guess I mean me as an artist I've got so many goals uh and the bar always you know keeps rising doesn't it um so you know where I was five years ago to where I am now I would never have even dreamed of it. You know, I'm super happy with how my career is going. But now I've got like all these other things that I want to achieve. I think I've always had this dream as a kid to either to be involved with the National Theatre in London. So um, either to perform or to build something there, you know, puppet making or puppeteering, whatever it is, I just really want to be able to have done something at the National. So that's that's one of my yeah biggest goals, definitely. Wow, this is great. Yeah, for sure. And and do you like it's kind of a funky question, but do you prefer building like the time in your like uh shop or you prefer on stage? Like do you have like some aspect? It's kind of tough to answer. I I know. You no, know, a lot of people ask this and they're always like, which one do you prefer? And I just love both for what mm -hmm. they are, and I don't I want to do both. And I think puppet making it's quite it it has stability you know because it's a Monday to Friday job and then obviously you have to work late nights and stuff on weekends occasionally when it's near the end of a project um but that's that's much more of a stable job so that really helps me if I just want to sort of you know be involved in a in a project and that be it and you know make something with my hands it's very satisfying puppet building um And pup, you know, puppeteering and going on tour, you know, it's you're jet setting about the, you know, the country or going to different countries, and and that in itself is amazing. And you're meeting lots of different people, so it really, I mean, as a freelancer, you know, we kind of take what we get, don't we? Um, yeah. But if I if I could pick and choose, I want to I want to do both. I I I just love them both just as much, really. That's so great because I, I always met passionate people and that's true that to make a choice, 
it's kind of like that's that's not the thing let's do both let's do everything <laughs> and there's loads of artists that have all sorts of you know uh names under their belt you know they could be a producer a director and, and all this stuff so it's very common isn't it like it, yeah it's all part of the parcel of being an artist i guess like we're always doing five million different things and yeah. i guess that's what i love doing and you know that's yeah just that's yeah. That's, that's creativity. Yeah. And do you have like um, teams that you like to develop, like subject or story or specific aspect that you feel it's your color? Oh, that's a really good question. That's out of the script. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, huh? I, I often like uh, create new questions because it's so <laughs> interesting what you do. I'm going for it. Um, do you know what? As a kid, um, I was very, I was a bit of a tomboy. So um, I was quite loud um, in my teens. And uh, I was into like um, all this gothic makeup and I was into like metal music. And I felt growing up, you know, there was a lot of backlash in high school to the way I was because it was just, you know, I, there was no examples of like, that kind of kid for me to watch and think, oh, those mm. kind of kids do exist. So I think like one of the first ever shows my theatre company made, um, it was called Wild Wilmer. And that really resonated with me because I think that, you know, little girls and just kids in general are always taught to be a certain way, you know, specific to their gender. So I, I get really passionate about letting kids know that it's okay to be sensitive if you're a boy, Um, and if you're a girl, you know, you can climb, climb trees and hurt yourself and get muddy. And um, if you're confused, that's okay. You know, just keep going. So I, I think that's something that I'm, yeah, definitely really passionate about when it comes to creating shows. Yeah, the unicity of every human being. It's, it's so interesting. And um, I want to hear you on, on the future. Like, where do you see puppetry, like in 10 years? I see. I mean, like, a lot of people are scared of the future and like how it's going and stuff, and like rightly so. But I'm I'm excited for puppetry in the future. I think it's there's some pretty epic things happening, you know, like with Life of Pi. When I was puppet making on it, um, and uh, the uh, puppeteers that were puppeteering the tiger. Richard Parker, they just won a uh, Olivier Award. I don't think I've ever heard of a puppet ever, you know, winning an Olivier Award. And then, you know, when I was working with Nick Barnes on it, we won Best Puppet Design. It was just amazing. Like, you know, it just doesn't happen. So for me, I, I'm excited for the future. I think that puppets are going to become less niche, more of a thing. I mean, we're seeing them everywhere now at the moment. Um, like Little Amal, who was at Glastonbury Festival. Um, I think there's just, yeah, lots of opportunities to come, I guess. Um, and all the technology and stuff, obviously, you know, that's going to become super popular. But in the puppet making world, sometimes that's super helpful um, because recently on the Pie Puppets, um, Nick does this amazing thing now where he scans the puppet so that when we then... Uh, stick all the foam together to sculpt it um, the basic shape is already worked out as for when we did the show a few years ago and we're building the puppets for it you know it, it would take 
so long for us to work out what the sculpture is going to look like. And now it's like a computer can help in that. So I'm grateful in a way, you know, it helps me in the workshop. Definitely. Wow. This is a good story. <laughs> and I said, I went off on a pure rant then. <laughs> yeah. And we have David, who, David, sorry, I pronounce French, who said, like, your example as uh, to get muddy yeah. Yeah, and express. So that's great. It resonates on others. So cool. Yeah, I think we, we can see that for the future and um, to, to envision, like, because we have the technology, but how we can use it instead of feeling in competition with CGI and all of that. It's so great to see that it could help the building aspect. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I think it, you know, it's going to develop. So why not find a way to, to use it and, and make it our lives easier? <laughs> yes. And do you have some advice that you could like give to others, like who want, like even like puppeteers who already practice, but beginners also who want to, to do that like as you you do your day to day and it's you live from puppetry like do you have advice for them I, I think if you can afford it going in turning for a puppet company um whether that's puppet making or um puppeteering you know because it normally sometimes intern positions don't pay so, some of them do but some of them don't so I think definitely like emailing getting in the room is definitely Um, a big help but I mean I started off creating my own work I mean just make things build things um, create miniature shows I mean there's all sorts um, on different websites of funding that you can get to make short films and I would say just create content because it takes so long for an idea to become you know incredible getting started on different ideas is just such a good idea and email people and ask them hi I've got this thing da, 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 da. I don't know <laughs> just make up some story that I've made this puppet can can you guys use it I don't know there's all sorts of ways you could say things yeah wow this is a good advice like to to just like send a picture of something you create and and just like make them think of you and and think of your creativity Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, reaching out to people and let yourself be known. I think that's, and let people know that you're enthusiastic because as soon as, it's really funny actually, um, I really wanted to work in film. So I just like started letting everyone know I want to work in film. And then one of my friends rang me up, one of my good friends and said, hey, they're looking for people to work on this film. Do you want to do it? I heard you talking the other week. And I was like, oh my God. You know, so if I hadn't have talked so much about wanting to work on a film, I don't think my friend would have even thought about recommending me, you know, because the job that I got, I wasn't um, trained in, you know. So being vocal and making actions, I think, is just, it's gold. You have to just do things, do things. <laughs> this is so powerful that you say that on this podcast. This is like, I think we need those kind of message we need to just like yeah, let's do it do it again let's create 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 and you will find your 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 niche or your brand and just be loud and say what you want to the world i don't think as well it matters like 
how amazing the thing that you've made is or looks because you know people just want to see uh, see things you know I, I look on Instagram and there's you know people who are just shooting stuff on their iPhone in like a you know a dim lit room and it's got loads of likes and comments and stuff and every, I, I don't think it matters about having all this fancy equipment I think it just matters about creating things and then listening to advice when it comes in so uh you know just not having a big head basically <laughs> you just got to listen to advice from the people that you respect and then you think ah oh, okay yeah I can do this better next time yeah take advice from people you respect you, you said yeah. it like people because you can take advice from people who who don't understand what is to to drive an artistic career but if you you take the advice from the good people uh, who know what it what's what's the job it's, it's great yeah exactly yeah yeah and i want to hear you also uh like we we talk about like big purpose but you talk about epic epic puppetry do you have like a vision of some some shows some epic show on puppetry mm -hmm. or some giant stuff i know you you work all sizes but uh yeah do you know because obviously i make a lot of animals um and i've puppeteered in elephants and things like that um but i i'm curious about hologram and that becoming a thing and yeah. obviously what's good about puppeteers and and humans actually operating them is that we are human so we can make things have that breath as for a robot can only imitate it to what we tell it to do basically uh -huh. or in you know reactions and things like that that's all what we do on stage um so I think there may be a, a thing in the future with hologram it, it's because my family are massive Star Wars fans so, so I have to say hologram it's like in my blood to say hologram <laughs> um but yeah maybe something like that um yeah how to appropriate the hologram and like the computer stuff and bring it into puppetry i think you're right it will be really interesting yeah I, and there's lots of like um cool i remember ages ago i went to a ex an exhibition in london and it was this it was raining indoors but if you walked through it the rain didn't touch you it was so cool um But that was like a moment of me like not hating technology for once. I was like, oh, wow, like, this is so cool. I literally walked through a room and didn't, you know, get soaked by the rain. But I, it was pouring it down around me. I mean, yeah, so cool. <laughs> yeah. How like to t do story, as you said, with, with those kind of technology and yeah. inspiration. And I feel in UK, I want to hear you also on UK scene like, What, what do you feel is the difference between puppeteer from UK? Because I interviewed a lot of people from UK a few, few uh, interviews ago. And I'm just like, those people are really creative. Like, what's make UK uh, artists so, so, so connected? And so uh, I, I want to hear you on that. I, well, I, I think that one of the reasons why, you know, the UK arts is so wonderful is because we have all different peoples from uh, people from across the world coming to the UK to teach us. So I, I can't say, you know, oh, it's the UK that's, that's done it. It's sort of all the artists that have flown in and collaborated here and, you know, created art. And that's 
you know, extremely thankful for all different types of art forms that have, you know, sort of flown over. Um, can you repeat the question again? Because yeah. I'm just dropping a little tangent at my head and I don't want to... So, oh, oh no, I remember now, I remember now, the difference. Um, yeah. Well, if I say puppeteer, everyone thinks the Muppets, um, which I know obviously is a thing and lip sync is definitely a thing. Um, but I didn't learn lip sync at uh, drama school. I learned bum raku um, and tabletop uh, and then went into giants, um, puppeteering giants. So I think that's the main difference with, between a UK puppeteer uh, in my, from my perspective is that we don't all do lip sync. Um, yeah. You know, we really, we love tabletop theatre, you know, things that are close and suitcase theatre, things popping up in a small space. I think that's very much um, the thing. And I guess uh, you have to really love theatre to pursue it as a career because it's so hard to do well in it. So I think you just have to be absolutely bonkers to do it as a career. So maybe that's why we're all creative because we're the only ones that stick around that, just really love it. Yeah. <laughs> we need the, a lot of passion to pursue it and, yeah. and face the reality of it. But but I, I really feel you have a lot of creativity. Like I, I'm jealous. I want to, I, I know we have creativity in Canada and in, in US, but I'm just like, let's cross the the the, the ocean and, yeah. and <laughs> like you keep up it here because it's so much talented and uh we have a question from the audience it's the time people if you want to ask question to the guests just put it in the comment if you are live with us uh yeah diana ask where did you go to school you said it at the beginning but maybe you can talk a little bit more about this specific school or yeah uh, so it's called east 15 acting school and it's in essex you have to audition to get in um and i uh did the course physical theatre so that's I think is what really helped me because I learned all different types of theatre you know we did Grotowski and mime and movement and circus that you know we touched in and what actually one of the most helpful things that I learned was devising creating theatre and every week um we would have um Oh, it was, I'm trying to remember the name then. It's called Theatre Cafe. So every Friday um, evening after school, we would um, all have created something to show everyone and then we'd then get feedback. So we, and I, I think it was actually every two weeks, we created something. Um, so yeah, that was super helpful because we were just churning out, you know, short pieces. I think they had to be like five to 10, 15 minutes long, something like that. It's very short um but yeah uh, it, it, it's an amazing place I think if you've got the chance to audition and go there do it it was one of the best things I ever did um they bring all sorts of industry professionals over to work with you um and most of you know the people that I got taught by I've now worked for professionally so oh. which is so important oh and there's a really good thing as well at the end of the um once you've graduated, you can apply for funding. If you create your own theatre company, um, you can apply for some funding. So we did, we applied for the funding and we then got some money to make our first show. So it was literally like straight after graduating, we could then create 
um, a theatre company. And what was good is we already had about 20 shows that we'd already created, you know, within the first few months that we were like, okay, let's try that, but do it better. And um, yeah, it was an amazing school. And uh, the hours were long. We did nine till six every single day. Um, then we would rehearse in the evenings um, and then sometimes on weekends. So yeah, I, it was it was a really cool school. Yeah, and it's it's. I know theater school is really like all in. You 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 eat theater. You yeah. <laughs> you, you, you dream <laughs> of it. It's yeah, really interesting. And you have David to say that sounds like an amazing program. And a Facebook user want to be on the podcast, so you <laughs> inspire also Chelsea others. Send a message. Yeah, send message. Yeah, Just as you ask. said. Just ask. So cool. Chelsea, it was so wonderful. I know you are out of town, like you're not at your place, so you don't have any like puppets around. To I say, but uh, I I just had a really nice moment chatting with you, talking about what we love, puppet and puppetry, and like all the specs of puppets. It's so like you make us travel towards all of those forms. That's amazing. Oh, good. No, thank you for having me. It's been really, I haven't spoken about, you know, theater properly like that in ages. We sort of just turn up and do it. So it's nice to talk about the journey of it, really. I forget yeah. about all of that when I get the job. I'm like, okay, what do I need to do? Um, so yeah, that's good. Yeah. I um, I don't have a puppet, but I do have a dog and I feel like I should show her because You've got a mannequin in the background, so I'm just gonna... Yeah, yeah, this is the mannequin meeting. The mannequin the can meet birds. Oh. <laughs> this is a new kind of puppet, eh? <laughs> She's barking at the mannequin. Mm. Yeah, you know, there's a photo of her on my Instagram and someone commented saying, wow, that is an amazing puppet. <laughs> I think I replied saying thank you <laughs> because I wanted to make out like I made her. I mean... <laughs> she is. Yes. She nice. <laughs> yeah. And she she's she's reading. The reading uh, as you manipulate her is really <laughs> nice. <laughs> she looks real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so good at puppeteering this guy. Yeah, with the tongues. Maybe you have like some robot uh, people around. Wendell the face. So cool, yeah. So yeah. Uh, we have people <laughs> commenting. I love this inside. Yes, thank you. <laughs> so I will remove you from the screen, Chelsea, but stay in the virtual studio. We can chat a little bit. Okay. So I would just conclude. So say bye bye, everyone, bye -bye. to Chelsea. Bye bye. <laughs> What's the name of the dog? Spud, like the Spud. potato. Yeah, like here, <laughs> like. Spud, <laughs> so great. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Bye, bye, Spud. Bye, bye, Chelsea. Woohoo! And here is the new puppeteer mannequin. Hey, everyone! Thank you so much for watching. And uh, yes, it was so cool to to chat and connect both continent all together. So yeah, feel free to ask us if you you have some stuff to ask, but also. We, we have this uh, Patreon that we build and we need to have uh, inspiration. I want to do more workshop over there to help the community. So feel free to write to us. We, we have a simple email, info at puppetpodcast.com. So yeah, just send stuff and we will answer. So everyone, have a wonderful uh, evening, afternoon. I don't know where you are in the world, but 
let's stay in touch for another episode of the Puppet Podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you.